After Dark is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. Now, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other mother. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody meet and pretty. Then on with the show. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Let's put on the show. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Are we recording? Oh, hello, hello. Uh, welcome back to the Mouse's Head. Um, yeah, I'm Paul. Uh, I'm Nick. And I'm Paul. And joining us, introduce yourself, chat. Uh, this is Bart. Uh, yeah, and we'll introduce Bart a bit later. Bart's a friend of ours from uh, the far side of the pond. So, uh, yeah, that's another American accent in the bar tonight. So. It just happened off the Concord. What a flight. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Other forms of transport are available. Well, I, I, I hope they are, because Concord itself isn't. Yeah. <laughs> but there we go. There we go. We all shows. Um, gentlemen, uh, yeah, that's the intro out of the way. What are we drinking? Uh, well, because uh, it, by the time we're recording this, it is Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday, even. Um, and uh, I'd like to congratulate the Seattle Seahawks on winning. Oh, I'd like to congratulate the Denver Broncos on winning. And Paul, you expecting me to say, end it, aren't you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in celebration of that, cause light. <sighs> okay. Then. Nothing but American beer. I'm starting now. I'm actually going to stay up and watch the game uh, because uh, to American listeners, because of the time difference, it starts here about 11 p.m. and it's scheduled to finish around about 3 a.m. Um, so yeah, I'm off work the next day for that reason. So uh, this is the first of many beers. Yeah, it's going to be one of those evenings, Mr. D. Okay, I've gone for a Jungle Book theme. I've got a bottle of Cobra, and then uh, <laughs> in in reserve, I've got a bottle of Tiger as well. So <laughs> oh, cheers. cheers. And given that I'm up for work at five tomorrow, I will not be watching the Super Bowl. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Now, <laughs> oh, but what's the drink of choice? Well, since I'm calling the UK, I thought I'd, you know, when in Rome, so to speak, I'll have a Boddington's. Oh, nice. wise choice, sir. Oh, yes, yes, much respect for that. Um, I've gone for the only can I could get at last notice. Uh, so I've gone for a can of, or a couple of cans here, of Banks' Bitter. Um, working on the theory that perhaps with modern times being what they are, Banks' Bitter is having a bit of a... Uh, the brewery's having a bit of a problem, so I'm helping them out and therefore saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, they do. They do get more tenuous than that part, actually. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't we haven't had a really really tenuous one for a little while, have we? we might have to. We, I mean, give... things. I think we did so well at the beginning. We tried really hard. Yeah. We got a lot of the yeah. good ones out of the way. It actually it went down. Hard. Yeah, it actually went to the room where we actually did some shopping the week before to get the beer in for it. Yeah, and now it's like, that, oh, we're recording tonight, it's like going down the offing. Yeah, and the thing is, as uh, long-time uh, listeners will tell you, one thing that we don't do very well is prepare, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, but should long-time listeners want to make contact with, or even fresh new listeners, how would they do that? Yes, well, of course, they can visit our website at www.disafterdark.com or they can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. We're also on Twitter at Diz After Dark and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Diz After Dark and you can find us on macechat.com Yeah, we're there on Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, etc, etc, etc. And Bart, we'll be finding out a lot more about you later. 
Because you're, normally we have other podcasters on. But you're not a podcaster, are you? Oh, I, 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 I am. I have yes, a show, uh, Ears of Steel, the podcast. It's uh, on iTunes and on my website, earsofsteel.com. I'll, I'll edit that bit out because I was just going to go with the author <laughs> That's bit. all right. <laughs> it, it, it stands to reason you wouldn't know. Most people don't. I, I've just really insulted someone, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> Not we're, me. Off, we're off to a flying stop already. Oh, to be <sighs> fair, it makes a difference from insulting the French or Germans or yeah actually it's a guest yeah, yeah I, I was here because you're an author and we were going to talk about your book but we'll talk about your podcast as well in which case how do they find you <laughs> the simplest way is earsofsteel.com uh, or <sighs> facebook.com slash earsofsteel and I'll just go on and like that to make up for any oh, mistakes I made once I've made we'll see there you go <laughs> you did, believe me there's nothing to make up <laughs> you're in the majority <laughs> excellent well we'll introduce you tonight not yeah. after tonight, I'm counting on it now. That's what I'm holding you to. <laughs> but on with the show. The first bit we always do, and this might be the last time we do this, because our social media uh, chief executive officer is, is trying to get us to have a bit of a change. And seeing as every show does news, we're going to try and come up with something different. So, for possibly the very last time... A view of the news with This After Dark. Has anyone got anything interesting for us? No. No. Okay. Well, yeah, I've got I've got stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you, you said interesting. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Mildly interesting. Yeah. Let's go mildly. Potentially, yeah. Let's go for a potential. At least it's genuine news this week. Go on, go on. Um, I'll go first because we seem to be stalling for no apparent reason whatsoever. <laughs> so, I'm hoping uh, you've got something better than me, Nick. Nah. So to paraphrase uh, an old song, there's a rat in me kitchen of what we gonna do, right. um, which I've now insulted uh, just another type of community there uh, with that rendition. But um, we go over to Disneyland Paris and uh, specifically Walt Disney Studios, where um, they had a special press uh, announcement the other day for Ratatouille, the uh, the ride. Yeah. Uh, uh, involving what did they say? Huh? Do you know what they said? Or was it in French? Yeah, not much. No, they they had a world famous chef by the name of uh, Paul Bacuse, who, uh, in all honesty, I'm not really familiar with his work. Um, if it's not Heston, uh, Colonel Sanders, or um, Gordon Ramsay, I'm not really familiar. Oh, Wolfgang Puck, I know him as well. But um, apparently he's a world-famous chef and uh, they were there to kind of um, do a little bit of promotion for the year of the rats in Disneyland Paris and, of course, the opening of Ratatouille. Um, all, all oh, I, was said, at, I was actually hunting around for Rat in Me Kitchen and all I found is albums by the Rat Pack, um, the Bootown Rats and an 80s hair metal band called Rat. So you have to make do without any music. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that, that's what happens when we never prep. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, the general consensus is that uh, it's, it's still all systems go um, and it's looking like it'll be a uh, late uh, June um, launch for the ride. Now, it, it'll be quite near to Bastille Day, so um, which obviously falls in July. So I do wonder if they're going to kind of do soft opening around that time um, with like a, a launch around then. You know, they still haven't announced anything, so it's obviously still up in the air. But, um, you know, it would make sense to kind of feature a, a French attraction at a French theme park to be launched on a special day. Yeah. Are the French the only country in the world that have a bank holiday or national holiday named after a band? Um, yeah, well, there is that uh, 90s Britpop outfit, Martin Luther King. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, don't look them up. They, they didn't actually exist. That, that was a terrible joke. But I was trying to think of another name, Bank Holiday. Yeah, spare of the moment there. No problem. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, then. So we're looking at June for the Ratatouille. Mm. I'm hoping, you know, I'm obviously hoping a bit before that. Yeah. I will be heading out around May time. So I was hoping it might be open then. I didn't really want to have to squeeze in another trip to Disneyland Paris this year. Yeah. Uh, but it would be very rude of the only person not being able to get to a Florida theme park to not be able to go to Disneyland Paris when a new attraction opens. So. I, I, I mean, 
I don't want to gloat or anything. I'm not too excited about Ratatouille because I've already been on Mystic Manor and it's the same ride system, so yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you got to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Mr. D, have you noticed anything in the news recently? Um, a few little things. So, Nick and I both fans of Frozen, I think. Bart, don't know about you. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm yep. Big fan of it. Paul, have you seen it yet? No. Come on, Paul get your finger most... out, man. J j this is the whole Disney podcast listening community. I think it's fair to say that the main man on this show, Mr. Paul Boniface, is terrible at being a Disney fan by being the only person in the world, it seems, to have not seen Frozen, even on a hooky copy. I've deliberately avoided That's... getting a dubious copy of it because I didn't want to ruin it. To be fair, but... it is, and this, I hope this, actually, Paul, go on, go on your news side. I don't want to be treading on your feet. I think I might be. So, <laughs> that's okay. All right. So, for those who have seen Frozen and haven't had enough of it, uh, Disney's going to release a sing-along version of Frozen. There you go. There we go. Damn it. So, Paul, you've got a second bite of the apple, as it were. Oh, no, that's Maleficent. Sorry. Wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, Weirdly enough, for someone who hasn't actually seen it, that's exactly the same bit of news I picked. So I'm just going to hunt around for something else. <laughs> <laughs> it was bound to happen after how many episodes. Uh, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, they're, they're re-releasing it um, in time for half-term, um, which also sees the release of uh, two other quite big animated films in uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, mm. uh, which is coming out, which actually does look very good. Um, and also the Lego movie, which also looks brilliant. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting that they're, they're pushing that back out, even mm -hmm. though it's never actually gone away. Um, while, while those two films are launching as well, which is going to it's going to be a busy week for parents with kids this half-time week if you're going to the pictures. Um, is this a leading end to them doing it with all their other musical movies? No, I think it's more just the fact that Frozen has just become such a juggernaut. I mean, it's it's scary. It is absolutely scary. How? I mean, it's, it, don't get me wrong. I think I really do feel it's deserved, but I think um, no one anticipated how big it's become. Now, I'm sorry to bring this onto Violations. However, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Boniface, you're not. I know. I know. Mr. Boniface, <laughs> very kindly, um, thought for uh, both, and it was for both of us. Uh, for myself and uh, Lindsay, the uh, Frozen set of Vinylmations of the two princesses. That, because it, it was a fairly limited number, but not so much in the terms of Vinylmations, I'd say it's a pretty average release size, but it is now going for over, or about nine times its retail cost. Purely because, wow. purely because, no, when when it came out, no one was really sure how successful the film was going to be, and so people kind of slept on it a little bit. And uh, most Funimation releases of that size sell out in months, mm. not in in days or weeks. And these are now impossible to get hold of. And even they did an OLAV as well, and the OLAV by himself is is going for about ten times his original retail price at least. Mm. So it's it's really. I mean, that's just Funimation. I mean, the toys are hard to get hold of in the shops. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned before, it's just a juggernaut. I, I understand exactly why they're doing it. Um, yeah. So go and see it, Paul. You've now got another chance to see it. Yeah, I might have to. I don't, I don't know the actual songs really either. So I can try and sing <laughs> yeah. along to them in a I don't know this song style. But that's great because they'll have a little bouncing Mickey head or something. It's it a snowflake, isn't it? Oh, it's a snowflake. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, is it going to take the same life eventually as things like the Rocky Horror Show? Are people going to end up dressed up in stockings and suspenders going to see... No, it's wrong, hang on. In wrong, frozen wrong, outfits wrong. going to see... <laughs> I'm glad you corrected yourself. <laughs> I might just go along in stockings and suspenders and say, sorry, wrong movie. We could produce oh. a little pub singer short before, before they sing along Frozen. How about that? <laughs> oh, I, 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 I feel big get a horse, though. We, we arrange a Diz After Dark night out to go and see it and take the pub singer with us. Yeah. <laughs> Record it. That'd live. be awesome. <laughs> well, we know how to get hold of the pub singer, so let's make it happen. Oh, yeah. We do, we do. I, I no, well, was, carry on. 
Nope. So go ahead, Paul. I, I, I was going to go arty farty now. Um, did anyone see over the last couple of years, is it Annie Leibovitz's mm. photographs? Yeah. That she's done of various celebrities in Disney costumes and as characters. Oh, yes. yeah. And, and she's back again this year. So she's done the same one. So we might have to put some links across to the site. And then, but there's some brilliant pictures. So who's she done this year? Well, I've got Jessica... Jessica Chastain. Yep. Uh, as Merida. Yep. Mm-hmm. And some really nice ones. I have to put a link to them. I haven't really had a chance to study this news. So I'm just flicking through them randomly trying to find something. But she's done photographs. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's another idea. Again, does anyone want for next year a disaster dot calendar? <laughs> I've, I did. I, I don't know. Um, There's only four of us. What are you going to do for the other eight months of the year? Oh, we... We've got guests on. Oh, that's true. Bart, what costume have you got? Well, I, I think I'll go as Merida too. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to shave it. <laughs> Actually, no. No shaving. No, no. Not, much just, funnier, I, yeah. I'll dye my beard long. red with the rest of my hair. <laughs> 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 I'll look more like her father, which is scary, but... <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, was, uh, I did take a picture today of my custom-made Tron hat. Saw that. Yeah, where would you get custom-made hats from? Well, I'd love to tell you, but I mean, the thing is, they're not sponsoring the show. Actually, you know what? Maybe if I give them a plug, they will do. Because yeah. he's a little British company, so I should do. Yeah. Um, they're called Lucky7Caps.com. Right. Okay. And their whole gimmick is um, they, they do uh, patches not Ohulahan, but yeah. patches to stick on your hat uh, right. based on things from films. So, um, what's the um, what's the company in Blade Runner? The company? Yeah. Uh, that produces the robots? Yeah. The only one I can think of is Wayland yutani but that was yeah. Alien, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, okay. So, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure they've got a Wayland patch. So, what they do is they, they see things in films, yeah. like logos and things like that. And they'll do those so rather than do like Tron's logo or something like that. My hat is uh, NCOM video game All right. design or whatever. Um, and they've got uh, a patch of um, uh, our space paranoids. Cool. Quite. Uh, so um, yeah, but so it's, it's things that you'd have seen in the film. But so, so it you... wasn't actually custom made for you. Well, it, well, yes, because the thing is, you have to choose. You choose the patch, and then you choose the style of hat. Oh, okay. The colour of the hat, and also their signature is like um, like a wing kind of motif right. on the front of the cap, okay. which you have to choose a colour as well. So the okay. thing is, okay. each each hat will be unique to an extent. Yeah. You start with one thing, and you kind of base base around it. But um, there, there are probably the, several million mathematical possibilities. Exactly, right. um, and they, you know, Tron is the only Disney film I remember seeing on there because it's probably got the things to do. But uh, yeah, many Hollywood films and stuff like that, it's 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 quite a cool little site, and um, they're not very expensive either. Um, I got mine in a sale, but normally I think they retail about twenty five, thirty pounds, something like that. And what's the name of that company again? <laughs> Lucky Seven Caps. Lucky Seven Caps. Yeah, so I'll um I'll actually tweet them tomorrow and uh, tell them. What I've been, I've been telling stories of them. Tell them uh, they had their freebie. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll I, bought, see I also bought a Flynn's Arcade Army hat, which uh, the wife doesn't like. She doesn't like either of them. Because it's she says fa- it's fairly generic. What does an army hat look like? Because um, the ones I had were quite hard. Yeah, no, not hard. one of those ones. It's more American military. Like a beanie hat? No, it's got a peak. All right. Right. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of that one as well. Okay. Um, but Flynn's Arcade, you know, because my dog's name's Flynn, after Flynn's Arcade, and yeah. Flynn's Arcade. Um, so, yeah, check them out. Um, how, but, did you uh, con- how did you convince the missus to call your dog Flynn? Did you actually tell her that it, it's after Flynn Rider from Rapunzel? That was, that was it. Yeah? Well, what, it, what it was, originally, we wanted, we wanted a Disney name for the dog, so we was going to go with Archimedes. Fair enough. Of, okay. uh, Swan All right. It's a bit of a mouthful. So <laughs> we were trying to think of other things. We didn't want to go Mickey or Flea, so it's too obvious. And yeah, because Tangle had been out, and I was like, Flynn, what about that? Because you've got Flynn Rider and you've got Tron. 
Yeah. And we like both films. Well, I like John. She likes Tangled Night. So it worked. And it's cool. He's a good dog. So it works out for the best. Um, which is why also my next child will be called Flynn. Well, yes. yeah, I, I, we went down that route with our eldest, um, Eleanor. Ellie. Yep. Uh, I managed to convince my wife that we were naming her after Eleanor of Aquitaine one of the most beautiful queens England's supposed to have ever had, historically, etc, etc. And not after Eleanor, the 1960-whatever Mustang. Not <laughs> in 60 seconds. Sorry, Liza, i just got to put the kids to bed. Maleficent, <laughs> get to bed! <laughs> now, speaking of, speaking oh, of yes. segues, speaking of segues, yeah? has anyone seen the uh, Maleficent, the new Maleficent trailer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's good. With, uh, Lana Del Rey's uh, Once Upon a Dream. Yeah, and Angelina Jolie is in, uh, in the... Yeah. I, now, I, I'm not sure where that's meant to be as hot as it actually is. Well, Lindsay is a massive fan of Maleficent. By far her favourite villain. Um, <clears throat> and um, so we saw the trailer last night and as you said, she was impressed with how it looked, but also it was very impressed with Angelina Jolie's uh, voice. Maleficent mm. said she like really got it down to T. And I, I, I did make a comment about how, you know, Maleficent's obviously like an evil witch. So there probably wasn't too much acting going on. Um you know. <laughs> like, like, like she stole she stole someone's like husband. Like, you know, let's be honest. <laughs> but the thing that got me in the trailer um, we're never gonna get her as a guest anyway, don't matter. No, yeah, other, other look, other actors are available. Okay? Just remember that. But um the thing that got me in the trailer was the three fairies. Now, you only see them for a slight glimpse, but then you said they've got the fairies wrong. Like, they're, they're much too young. They're like wearing skirts, quite short skirts. When I've looked into it, it does look like they're not actually the fairy godmothers in the film. It's actually like three pixies. And they've got slightly oh, different names. Okay. So, you know, where it's set over a different period of time, I think that's one of the changes they've done. So. As long as they haven't changed the fairy godmothers. Because pixies are allowed to wear fine. shorter skirts than. than yeah, look at, look at Tinkerbell. Yeah. Like pixie fairy, is it? Yeah. yeah, I'll have to go back and look at the photographs I had taken with her. I, I don't remember what she was wearing. Much. Now, for those that have access to it, um, Once Upon a Dream by Lana Del Rey, as heard in the trailer, is available uh, for free on the Google Play app. Hmm. So for a limited time, I don't know how long it actually runs for. The trailer came out last week. It was still free as of now. Uh, I imagine it'll probably be nearer the film's release before they take it and make it a paid song again. But for anyone that wants to hear it, hasn't heard it yet, or just wants to have their own copy, then, yeah, uh, yeah Google Play. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to risk the wrath of Disney copyright people who playing it. <laughs> we'll, ask, we'll ask the pub singer to do a cover of it. It's a, it's a, look, it's a deal done with Disney. It's nothing, nothing dodgy. Um, and I do have just one small bit of news as well. Keep it coming. And this, this is really, this goes out to um, any any uh, parents of young kids. Um, this will be of interest too. Um, this week in the UK, they finally released uh, toys of Henry Huggle Monster. Now, I'm going to edit some silence, silence in there. <laughs> I have no clue who you're on about. a tumbleweed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sound effect. Now, Henry Hugger Monster is a Disney Junior cartoon. Um, it's made by the same studio as... <laughs> I knew I had one somewhere. Look, there are going to be people, like thousands of people listening to this podcast. Going, well, I know who Henry Hugger Monster is, and okay. people that don't should, okay? Because right. the theme, for one, the theme tune's very annoying. Edgy It's like, a, it's like yeah. a small world kind of annoying theme tune that gets stuck in your head. But <laughs> Henry Hugger Monster um, is a Disney Junior cartoon which is produced um, by the same film uh, studio that does uh, Doc McStuffins, which is actually based in Ireland, believe it or not. Um, and it's a cartoon about a friendly monster. So it's a little bit like Monsters, Inc., but at no point at all is it scary at all. They're all very, very friendly monsters. It's all bright and colourful, and they sing songs. What's great is Henry Huggle Monster has um, an English accent, but he sings in an American accent. 
which I always admire. Um, and also, Paul, and this will interest you, um, one of the monsters is voiced by Brian Blessed. Quick. Gordon's alive. Quick, yeah. quick, I'm on the wrong page of the sound effects. Oh, see? Gordon's <laughs> alive? Yeah, and so's Brian Blessed in this cartoon. So it's great. Um, but yeah, for some reason, the cartoon's been on for about a year or so now. We've obviously not been aware of it that long. Um, but they've only just started to release toys. Um, they were already quite hard to get hold of this week. So I don't know if it's just because they just launched or people just been anticipating. But um, So my daughter Alice has a Henry and a summer cuddly toy. She's not allowed them to her birthday, so um, we had to hide them from her. Otherwise, you'd want them now. But, uh, yeah, anyone in the, in the UK. I'm, I don't think they've made America yet. Um, the cartoon has been at the toys. I, uh, I, so don't, I so don't watch enough television. Now, can I interject here? Because Feel free, because we want you to get a word in edgeway. You can just sit there listening to us. <laughs> I'm just enjoying listening. But methinks me there might be some, some casting switches, because over here, Henry doesn't have an English accent. Yeah. I don't well, think. he has a His voice is kind of gravelly, but... It's, and I don't think I've ever heard Brian Blessed. Again, I have young children, so I'm quite familiar with Henry Huggle Monster and his theme song that I find myself singing. Yes, I'm walking around the house too, so I'm right there Terrible. with you. But I think they—I have a feeling they may have switched up some of the, the voice actors before they sent it over here. Well, see, this is exactly what I was trying to say to my wife the other day. I, I reran a, a clip where he starts—he's talking and starts singing, and I was like, it's clearly. A different voice actor? A different voice. <laughs> no, no, it's not a different voice actor. I'm like, Henry Huggermonster doesn't sing in an English accent. He sings an American accent. He talks in an English one. There's got to be something amiss. Now, the actual... Well, I'm, I'm go... outraged that I don't get Brian Blessed over here. I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Disney Junior, um, <laughs> the talking Henry, at least in the UK, definitely has his TV UK voice. So huh. it's interesting to see when they release them stateside what voice he comes with. So from an English point of view, what English accent is it? Are we talking of Paul Dolan? UK? That's not an English accent. I, I understand that fact, but <laughs> I'm merely saying... Uh, or or a, uh, a, a Newcastle. Craig Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How English does it need to be? Um, or, or is it Jeremy Irons? It's... No, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a child's... It's a child's one. All right, okay. So, fine. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, so, okay. I, I'm, yeah, Bart, I can understand. The kids are a little bit older. I've got a three and a seven-year-old, and I don't watch enough Disney Junior to know who you're going on about. And you've got an eight-month-old and know it. <laughs> well, as I said, she likes it, so. <laughs> she likes it, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. <sighs> I came across one other little piece of news when yeah, I was looking this week. Nothing to do with Disney, more right. universal based, but the actual raptor cage from the original Jurassic Park movie movie can be yours. You can actually buy that from yes. Theme Park Connections. Yeah. That's gonna be good if you've got young kids. <laughs> For a mere hundred grand. Is that <laughs> all it is? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like ninety nine something. Postage and packing to the UK. <laughs> Get that through DHL or UPS. Imagine I'm afraid the ad. the ad says you have to pick it up, so you're going to have to book the <laughs> book passage on a freighter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's not going on as hand luggage, is it? <laughs> no. <sighs> Custom me. forms would read Raptor Cage. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you... With Raptor. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, have you got any news for us, Bart? I, you know, I, I, I've been feeling out of the loop. I just today watched the video of Joe Rohde and uh, is it John Landau talking about uh, finally breaking ground on uh, Pandora and what yeah. what to expect. And I don't know. I can't remember if you guys have already talked about that. But... Big, big blue bloke with a spade. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was an inter- <laughs> that picture was interesting. But I, uh, I mean, it's it's for me, it's nice to see that. Uh, they're finally talking about it and acknowledge, and it is, you know, again, I, I fall in the very pro uh, camp for that uh, project. Uh, sometimes I think I'm in the minority, but yeah. it's nice. <laughs> it's nice to see it's happening, although 
Seems like every time they bring it up, they subtly push the year back. <laughs> Another next time it'll be twenty twenty one, but it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's there somewhere. Just to let you know, Bart, one of the reasons we're probably looking to get rid of the news segment is because I spent a good portion of the first year and a bit doing the show, turning around saying it's never going to happen. They just <laughs> said it. It's going to be Star Wars land. What are they talking about? You know, they're not going to do a Smurfs thing after all. It's never going to happen. Um, yeah, never, never, never ever going to happen. And I actually announced a death knell on this show. I was like, you know, got paying the money now. I was right. It's not going to happen. Uh, and then the full stage said, yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely happening. I, and we broke ground on it. I broke ground. So, um, <laughs> you know, we've never been, we've never proclaimed to be factu- factually accurate on all of our news stories. Just Nor should you be. Why bother? Thank <laughs> you. It's not nearly as interesting. <laughs> uh, other people could do that a lot better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. Ah, right, anyway, it's uh, your turn, Bart. Um, aside from the podcast, which you do and do very well, <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> good recovery. I don't know. I don't do news either. But I, I, I don't. I don't think anyone noticed. We've gotten away with it. Uh, um, you have recently, and I say recently because I've only recently downloaded it, but it may have been up there for a year or two. No, no, no. You're right. Um, just just you have, November. Yeah, you have within the last few months put a book up on. Uh, well, I, I've seen it in uh, in the iTunes iTunes bookstore as iBooks. Mm-hmm. Is, is it elsewhere? It is. Uh, it's all over. It's it, iTunes, um, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. I don't know if you have Barnes and Noble over there, but it's a big we, book we, chain. Yeah, we, we can get it on a Nook. Okay, yes, there for Nook for Kindle. Uh, it's in the stores over here. Excellent. Um, I'll pay for as well. So. In fact, next time you come to Florida, it, it, I was notified it is in the Hudson's Bookshop at the Orlando Airport. Um, so you can swing by and pick one up on your way to the Magical Express. And this book we're talking about, because um, we haven't actually told it. It's a book. <laughs> we well, done. well done, well done. Um, Ears of Steel. And although right. that is the name of your podcast, where did the name come from? Nope, that's both. Uh, where did it come from? Um... You know, it's. I actually, I think I had the name before I ever wrote a single word of the book. I was just a bit of a, know, bat, want, a bit of a Batfink fan. <laughs> Wrong company. Um, but yes, uh, should we talk about the Lex Luthor casting, or has that come over yet? No. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, back to Disney. Um, yes, Ears of Steel. The Real Man's Guide to Walt Disney World. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm a writer and I, I, I love Disney, so I wanted to kind of put the two things together. And I said, well, what, you know, there's a million books about Disney already out there. I mean, if you go into any bookstore, the, the few that are left, yep. go to the travel section, there's, you know, a hundred of them. So what I didn't, I'm not the guy to, just as I don't do news and rumors on my podcast, I'm not the guy to write the typical travel book of get the best prices here and go here at this time to do that. That's not really my thing. I, so I, I'm more about how could, first of all, I got tired of just explaining why I was a grown man who loved Walt Disney world. And I think We've most guys like us. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know, uh, it was much worse before I had children. Uh, <laughs> but, fair uh, enough. Yeah. Okay. And now I have an excuse. Oh, the, oh you're going for the kids. Uh, yeah, the kids too. I kind guess. Of, I them. suppose they can do something while we're there. <laughs> <laughs> but so I just, I, I the idea just kind of came to me, and I, I thought of the name first, and just kind of went from there. Filled in as you went along. So, mm-hmm. say the real man's guide to Disney. I mean, we are kind of a blokey podcast, and I. You start off with an introduction to women. Four women, four women, not an introduction to women. That, that would be a completely different <laughs> book altogether. Right. <laughs> We're possibly best not going there. Um, so, yeah, you start off with an introduction for women. So right. give this book to your bloke if you can't get him to go to Disney World and tell him why you should go. So do you want to break down the sort of sections of the book so that our listeners all know what, well, it, right. what, what, it, what it contains? The idea was, and and let me first just preface by saying that 
The real man's guide, in quotes, uh, is said with tongue planted firmly in cheek, of course. It, anybody, who's re- anybody who's read the book, I mean, pretty much gets it right away. But, yeah. And that's and that's why we start off, I, because I, I, the reason I start the book by speaking to women first is, you know, the book was inspired by some very real conversations of, of guys say, say they didn't want to go, but their families did, their wives did, their kids did. Um, so the idea was, okay, let me talk to these to the, those wives and those girlfriends first and say, if you want to go, I can help, you know. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Here's the game plan. Now open up to the next page and slide the book in front of his face and back away carefully. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then we just, I kind of get into, like, you know, I start off by saying, okay, so you don't want to uh, The other reason, too, is I was writing a book to guys who don't want to go to Disney about why they should go to Disney. Well, obviously those guys aren't going to read a book about that. So maybe if I, I, I need, if I get I need the convincing. Wife. So um, right. I, yeah, I need to go buy a book to convince me why I need to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Believable. And you know, the book, and I say this many times, I think the book is, is not only just as much for women. I, I think they actually tend to enjoy it a little more. I mean, the best reviews I've gotten and the best feedback I've gotten has all been from women that think it's hilarious. Maybe they're laughing at us more than with us, but I don't care. As long as they paid for the book, they can laugh anytime they want. Yeah, that's, yeah, entertainment. But, uh, yeah, so then I just talk about, well, here's why you should go. I think this, this is why I think that Walt Disney World is a great vacation destination for us guys, uh, not just for kids. Uh, all, you know, and, and I kind of give a brief, like, there's, you could do this, this, and this, but let's, you know, I don't get too detailed until we get deeper into the book. And then from there, I say, you know, just come with me. The book is is a, a low-tech virtual tour of the Walt Disney World Resort. So just, I, you know, I've already paid the money. I've done the legwork. You just come along and see by the end if you don't think it's worth checking out for yourself. And then I go through, okay, here's where, here's where I think you should stay. These are the best resorts, the, the quote-unquote manliest resorts, the most, you know, testosterone-filled hotels on Disney property. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, I go, then I go park by park and, you know, I'm a big, I am a big attractions guy. I love rides. So I do get into that. And I, and I, I like to take a little time cause I just love writing about this stuff. So with certain, every few chapters, I'll actually get really deep into one attraction or one ride, you know? So, yeah, and, and, and I tried to break it up with little journal, with little journal entries, quote unquote. Yeah. If I were the dad's journals. And, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but the, the bottom line was just to keep, I, I hope you know at the end of the day the bottom line is i try to keep it funny and that people are laughing and i think that whether you've never been there or you've been there a hundred times i think you'll laugh you know and find probably find different things funny than people who haven't been but uh you know i hope that no matter if it gives you enough information or not it'll keep you laughing keep you entertained and at the end of it i really do hope anyone who reads it who hasn't been will will take the plunge you know so whereabouts are you based in the states uh, just outside of Chicago. Up, up north, up in the, uh, the cold mm-hmm. and windy north. So, how often do you get down to Florida? Uh, not nearly enough, especially as I, <laughs> especially as it's been about uh, one degree here lately. Hmm. But uh, you know, we used to get down every year, or a couple times a year. But uh, with with young kids, it's not quite as often uh, until they're a little older, you know. But um, although this year I've been fortunate to go. With, few times what with you know writing the book and then promoting the book and that sort of thing so uh but at least you know i i trying to get to a place where we at least go down for once a year uh for a decent amount of time you know we we my wife and i used to do little trips like three days four days that sort of thing but you know i'd like to get to a point where we do a full week or 10 days that sort of thing is that kind of the average american full-length break because obviously the brits we go out for you know, we start looking at two to three weeks at the time. Yeah, right? I, <laughs> I'm quite envious of most of my British friends who come over. But um, although I suppose if you're going to make that flight, you better make it count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think you know it seems on the average, uh, and I'm going to of course generalize here. Some will come after me online, but whatever. Yeah, what on, on average, I think five days to seven days is about you know because we only get most of us working you know folk only get two weeks of vacation a year maybe three so hmm. you know we'll spend one of those if we're lucky at disney and then you break the other one apart generally for other things but yeah i mean i know people who go for they get to go for 10 days i've known people to go for two weeks every year i 
Well, God bless them. I hope to be there someday. I'm going to have to sell a lot more books to get there, but, right. <laughs> you know. Obviously, you know, with that degree of holiday, do you find you actually get to the other coast much, or are you a Disney World man? I've only been to Disneyland once, um, and that's because we were in California anyway, and I said when when <laughs> my parents asked if we wanted to go to Palm Springs with them, and I don't know how familiar you, are, you guys are with Palm Springs. Uh, it's where Bob Hope lived. There's uh, My perception was always there isn't much to do except golf or go uh, antique shopping, and I, I don't do either, specifically the last. Um, so I wasn't too jazzed uh, about going to Palm Kind Springs. of sounding like God's waiting room. <laughs> it, well... <laughs> You said it, not me, but... Oh, we, have somewhere, not... we have somewhere in England called Eastbourne. It's about the same. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But I, And I actually ended up quite liking it quite a bit. But I said I'm not going to be that... It's about an mm, hour and a half from Anaheim. So I, the deal was, I said, I'll go. But I'm not going to be an hour and a half from Disneyland and not make the trip. So we actually did drive up, spent the night, spent a full day, uh, tried to do both parks in one day, which I don't recommend. Uh, but, you know, when you're on limited time, you do it. And I did quite love it, and I do. I, I can't wait to go back. Um, in fact, I will say, without revealing too much, if if this book, you know, does well enough, I, I have plans for a sequel uh, that may take me to the other end of the country. Yeah. So. so so what's the nature of research you ended up doing for it? Is it a lot based on just experience and the amount of times you have been, or did you find you had to go down and just go, I just want to check this out? No, I did do... I When I decided... Uh, okay, I really, really want to do this. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, basically what inspired it was, you know, I I, I I don't follow the European economy as much, but over here, ours has been uh, in a rough place for a few years now. And I, after I was laid off uh, or let go, uh, made redundant, however you want to put it, for like the third time in seven years uh, from a job, I said, I'm tired of this. I want to do what I, what I, what I want to do. And I said, so I want to write this Disney book I've been thinking about. So... Uh, I said, to, I, I got the courage to say to my wife, I need to go to Walt Disney World by myself for a week. Because <laughs> that, that, that goes over well. That, that, well, that you've got ears of steel. Not just ears. Cajonas of steel. But, uh, you know, she actually, she has her own business. And she was very, she was actually very supportive. Um, until I left her home alone with two kids. And then we found out she was pregnant <laughs> while I was gone. But, uh so, no, I did. I went by myself and just really, I said, you know, I'm going to treat this like work. I'm going to dig in, um, you know, from sunrise to sunset. I'm going to be, you know, going through everything uh, and, t and keeping notes. I mean, I, I probably looked uh, like an idiot half the time because I was walking around with a shoulder bag with a laptop and notebooks and a little, I had a flip cam. I mean, this was just a couple of years ago. I had that flip cam, which already doesn't yeah. exist, I don't think, but taking little videos, making memos and make, making uh, videos of myself talking, which I got plenty of uh, interesting looks from people. But I said, I'm going to take this very seriously, even though I'm writing a silly book. And I, I always kind of kept that attitude, too, that I want this book to be silly and funny. That You know, I don't, I, I, want it, I don't want it to be taken too seriously. It's called The Real Man's Guide to Walt Disney World. I mean, come on. But um, so, yeah, I really dug in. He's a bit and then I did a separate trip uh, last, actually, it's a, a year ago. It was a year ago, Super Bowl Sunday, so technically a year ago tomorrow. But I went down again by myself for a couple of days because I wanted to cover New Fantasyland and uh, Splitsville and Downtown Disney right. and a couple other things that had opened up since. So, oh, the new test track. So, <laughs> so all right. The serious research, including serious thinking research. around the world. Like an like it, it was like an embedded journalist, you know. I really had to get in there, and <laughs> blend in. <laughs> uh, so, if you are blending in, are you a socks and sandals kind of man? <laughs> no, I no 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 <laughs> no. I don't wear my Crocs around the park either. No, I I don't blend in that much. <laughs> and, but, and, uh, and a fanny pack. No. Uh, no. So do you get do you get um, contact from people who? Especially from women who have read the book and have managed to use the book then to persuade their other halves to take a trip to Florida. You so. know, I was—I haven't heard from any women saying that they were able to convince their man or whatever. But I mean, I've heard, like I said, I've gotten tons of emails and posts on Facebook from women, and yeah. uh, most of the Amazon reviews are from women. Um, 
But I did actually just the other day I, I was at a party and a friend came up to me who had given a copy of my book to one of his co-workers. Now he works for our uh, the big power company around here. They climb the, the poles and fix the power lines and that sort of thing. So I think that qualifies as a pretty manly man. No, he, um, he wears a hard hat, so therefore, right, exactly. By, by definition, yeah, has spikes on his boots. And, any, and uh, anyone who dresses like any member of the village people for <laughs> real is correct. obviously a manly man, <laughs> especially the Indian. But uh, <laughs> so his friend took the book and would then every night come back and reread stuff after they did things and. He actually passed along a message that he found it incredibly and helpful. He said, "He said I couldn't believe how much I agreed with things after I did them, then came back and reread the book." So, I guess I can say it works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, what would be the manliest manly thing to do within the confines of Walt Disney World? Oh gosh. Um, it's a question for you, and then I'm going to put the same same two questions to uh, the other two. Here. Oh, I'm still thinking. I've got my, I've got my answer already. It's good. <laughs> the, the manliest thing. Yeah, okay, that, that's it. One thing. One thing. The f well, okay, but it's it's one thing, but it's in parts because you'll have to swing by Epcot, grab a steak from La Cellier, yeah. then shoot over to the Animal Kingdom, grab a Safari Amber from one of the drink stands, then get on Everest and eat the steak and drink the beer while you're riding Everest. That's the manliest thing I can think to do. And that, is the, best, and that is the best use for a GoPro on holiday there is. Because <laughs> <laughs> that challenge is now laid down. It is. <laughs> yeah, Paul only asked that question because he's taking notes for his trip. Uh, All right. <laughs> I've already got the GoPro. I've just got to get beer and steak on Everest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And see if you can get one of the belly dancers from Morocco to come with you because then... <laughs> You will get the. I will give you the ears of steel crown. That, yeah, that's <laughs> the amount of videos I've seen on YouTube. That is such a dad thing. I've got a video of this, darling. I've got a video oh, of this. The, yes, because it's culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. If that isn't combined with the poi ball dancers at SeaWorld that used to be there, then yeah, <laughs> fine. Go on, lads. Have a go. I'll get my one done yep. out of the way quickly. So for me, the thing I could do is uh, get on It's a Small World with. Uh, diet Dasani. D diet Dasani. Yeah, I think that's, uh, <laughs> think that's uh, quite manly. No, I, I think um, the most manly thing. Now I've not ridden on it, so I'm, I'm guessing, but I'm thinking test track two with two turkey legs. Oh, I don't even no. like eating the turkey legs, but they <laughs> are manly. I was thinking, I was thinking the photograph and dinosaur, but eating the turkey leg. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, other one, the other one is dive quest and uh, wrestling the shark in front of the dinos in coral reef. <laughs> now, with the dinosaur one, you could substitute the turkey leg for a rack of ribs from Flame Tree Barbecue, because then the sauce all over your face looks like blood. So it looks true. like maybe maybe you ate one of the dinosaurs. Well, whilst wearing a horned plastic helmet and a hammer right. that you got from Norway. From Norway, right? <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, what. What could be even manlier, doing going on the dinosaur ride, is if you went on the dinosaur ride um, with a loaded gun. Oh no, someone already Someone's did done that. Right. <laughs> My bad. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, right, uh, a quick break for the moment, whilst the pub singer, who's already warmed up his vocal cords, gives us a quick break, and then we've got a question from Facebook. Ooh, it's a good know. question. Uh, it, it is so. Uh, This is a treat and an honor as an American well, to be in the presence of the pub singer. Yeah. He, uh, he is available for bookings. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah, and still so, requests, uh, but no one's actually requested anything. Yeah, Wait, well, isn't he booked for the national anthem for the Super Bowl tonight? Oh, right. It's the main reason I'm watching. Half time. Yeah. Half, I, I just just wait for the uh, the wardrobe malfunction at halftime. 
Oh, no. <laughs> um, I, bearing in mind the halftime show is Bruno Mars featuring Red Hot Chili Peppers. This year, I'm hoping for no wardrobe malfunctions. Right. <laughs> Given their penchant for wearing socks. Socks, right? Oh, you don't want those socks coming off. <laughs> far, 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 far too much testosterone on that uh, stage uh, during the halftime show. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, the question was raised. Um, our resident social media has actually started doing some work with our Facebook page because we were lazy. And obviously, when I say we, I mean me. Uh, well, we're no, we. No, there's, there's three of us here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I even give you the log on to it? Was I that lazy? We <laughs> <laughs> don't know. So, no. so maybe it probably does rest a bit more of you. But yeah. it's, a, it's a team effort. And yeah. But the Facebook it's... thing's exploding. So if you haven't already liked us, uh, please do facebook.com forward slash Diz After Dark. And, and, ev- and every you know, a couple of days to a day before we start recording, um, we're going to post a question. Um, the sort of question that you'll find being bantered around in a pub by some blokes, and you get to be part of it. And the question that we asked this week was, okay, you've died. Very sorry about that. Which ride or attraction would you like your ashes scattered in, on, or under? And it's open to Universal, SeaWorld, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, and Walt Disney World. Oh, I didn't know that. Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, what I like most is this is obviously a new segment we're, we're going with one that we're hoping that will last for quite a long time. And immediately we started with the most morbid question we could. <laughs> no jollier way to start a new segment than you're dead. We're British, goddammit. We're supposed to be morbid. Just because it doesn't work on the radio, I'm going to have to describe the horned fingers I'm currently making in a rock and roll <laughs> style. Uh, we'll read out some other answers first of all. Uh, Lee Malaby. Hello, Lee, from uh, Universal Orlando Podcast. Got to be Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey in Islands of Adventure. I have to be part of something Harry Potter. I think, I think that's I, quite I, I think that's fair. I'd like to be part of Hermione. Yeah. Now she's older, obviously. Um, resort Luke Bob. We've had him on as a guest before now. Got to be the graveyard scene at the mansion. Good choice. But he has, again, he has always liked the backside of water. So, Who hasn't? Yeah. Uh, Peter Pontecaro. Oh, uh, again, the mansion is the only choice just to be the 1,000th happy haunt. Any other answers are just wrong. We'll see about that. They're just, they're, 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 to be fair, Peter, they're just not the same as yours. <laughs> yeah, a, I mean, I think, I think in a lot of ways, I, I think, you know, before we even read any more responses, I think the thing is, purely because the fact that the ride tells you there's 999 yeah. and there's room for one more, um, you know, it's it's the obvious choice, but is it yeah. because it's the obvious choice? That's why it's not the correct choice. Yeah. Justin Barker, who actually picked a non-haunted mansion choice to be living with the land. See that? That that's is good one. That's a good one, and I but think that's quite green. Grow there. Yeah, that's yeah, green. I, I think that's very green of him. And who knows how many nitrates there are in the human body? He's thinking <laughs> that he's thinking the great circle of life there. I like it. Aye, yeah. Um, Darren Schmidt, again from the Universal Podcast, so we like you guys. I'd like to be loaded onto the Mr. Fusion at the Back to the Future DeLorean at Universal Orlando. That's, an, oh, that's an awesome choice. I like that one. Um, that means nothing to me, old Vienna. Because I never, I never got to go on the ride. It's retro, I know. Yeah. I'm just being shut inside the Mr. Fusion, though. Actually, sorry, just on that note, because... Yeah. A lot of our American listeners, and, and even maybe some of our UK ones, may not have heard this news, but it does tie in with what we just talked about. They announced that this year, um, I think it's this year, or is it next year? Oh, no, no, so it's next year. It's for the 30th anniversary. The West End stage will see Back to the Future, the musical. 88 miles an hour. Gigawatts. They're going to have to sing. again. The pub singer. Great Scott! Oh dear. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's say that. Yeah. Chris Sudley, inside the mansion, down the corridor of doors, and Cray. Can't see past the haunted mansion. So. You should try yeah. looking, uh, looking uh, <laughs> Look somewhere around. else. Uh, yeah. Next stage, uh, what, Walt's apartment? Or up in the Imageworks playground? Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd also like to have his ashes spread in the subs lagoon at Disneyland. Mm. Which, yeah, that's interesting. You, I, I don't know I, whether I just want to spend most of the 
the rest of my eternity gunged up in a filter. <laughs> I saw uh, Brian Turner said uh, Manta at SeaWorld Orlando. Yeah. Um, that's got to be quite hard to dispose of your ashes there, surely. It's quite a thrilling ride. You don't know where they're going to end up. Yeah, you'd want to sit at the back, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to sit at the front. <laughs> That'd be messy. Candy Scott Nelson in the Seven Seas Lagoon. Yeah. And, and I'd be quite happy to be scattered randomly around the Seven Seas Lagoon. So would that be your pick? So, yeah, random. Well, my pick, I wrote down probably just randomly in the various flower beds around so that I'd get a good view of illuminations <laughs> wherever it happened to be. But I, I tried to avoid the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking possibly something like Rock and Roller Coaster. If I can get scattered halfway up, I'll just get a whole load of people in the face. <laughs> Come not, on, flick great, uh, great ash down the What the hell is this? Not the shocker. Mm. <laughs> so, guys, go on then. Paul? Go on, Nick. No, go on, Paul. Right, okay, so I, I was driving today, so I had a bit of time to think about this, and I probably <laughs> went overboard. <laughs> That's okay. So, so I, I've got a second to the first choice. My second choice, <laughs> right, yep. is the urn would need to be like a an antique urn, retro, a little bit aged, artificially aged, and then um, a family member would need to take it into the library in the Tower of Terror. A accomplice would put a blob of super glue on one of the pieces of furniture, and then plop the urn on top of it. So I wouldn't actually be dead. I'd be in the twilight zone for eternity. But you could take that to extremes and actually scatter your ashes around. They'd never clean it. No, you'd never know, would you? <laughs> I mean, there's probably 50 people in there. Yeah. You just don't know it. You'd just remain there. It's like, oh, very realistic dust. <laughs> I don't know. So, so then I went from something sensible like that to the extreme. So in this case, this requires a lot of planning. And we'll forget about the pre-planning in terms of how you actually get the body to the gates. But... In this case, I'm not actually ashes. I'm strapped to an ECB, right? <laughs> Go with me on this one, okay? All right. Shades on, sun hat on, so you can't actually tell that I'm no longer in the land of the living. Week to like weekend family... at Bernie's. Yeah. Hmm? Weekend week at Bernie's. Yeah, weekend at Dolan's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's your show so title. Family member needs to operate the ECB handle, get me to Maelstrom, get me into the Viking longship, on my own, so the rest of the family members have to say, too scary for us, he's going to ride this on his own. And just as I disappear around the corner, fire the arrow into the long ship. Ashes. There we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> How very... Um, Spontaneous. Uh, yeah, that, that that would take quite quite a lot of planning, and you rather hope there isn't a few another family in the boat with you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Useless trivia. Yeah. I know, shocking, it's coming from me. Uh, in in uh, Norwegian, you would actually be put on a Viking skip. A what? A Viking skip. Okay. That's that's how they that's how they pronounce it. Fair what we would call a Viking ship mm-hmm. is a Viking skip. Okay. Yeah. The other the other bit of Norwegian I know. Yeah. Tolle on the left floor, which is uh, now former footballer uh, that we knew in England as Torre Andre Flo. Wow. That's pronounced correctly, you see. That's from right. my Norwegian, I'm out. Oh. The only bit of Norwegian I know is, you are not the first to come this way. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. And I don't know what Norwegian for. Quick, get out the cinema is. <laughs> I, I wanted to learn that phrase in Norwegian when I went to see uh, Wild Wild West when I was in Norway one year. <laughs> terrible, terrible film. And one of the few times I actually wanted to leave the cinema whilst watching the film. So you went to watch Wild Wild West while you were in Norway? Like a while, while, well, was it an English showing when, as well? Was it when, dubbed? When in, when in Norway. Yeah. Was it, was it dubbed or was it an English showing? So this is the thing about Norway. Sorry to go off topic. Um, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in Norway over the years. Um, but Norwegian television and film is in English with Norwegian subtitles. And this is why when you speak to, if you ever meet a Norwegian, their English is amazing. It's probably better than yours because they learn it at school from the age of f- five um, until the age of 18, and all their TV is in English with subtitles. It's just annoying because their Norwegians are appalling if you ever tried talking that to. Exactly. 
exactly. So, uh, yeah, lovely people. But, yeah, so going to cinema there was fine. But uh, the, one of the girls that I was, uh, I was there with um, wanted to see Wild Wild West. Um, so that's what we went to see, and uh, it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. Excellent. So who's got choice left? Um, me and Bart. Go ahead. So, go. So, Bart, are you ready to go? or? I, um, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, it would have to be something, a classic uh, attraction. All uh, right. Um, I, I don't I don't know if you should sprinkle my ashes in Dumbo because I don't want some kid sitting on me with sticky, <laughs> sticky fingers from cotton candy or something. Um, so probably, and Haunted Mansion just seems too obvious. So I guess it would have to be uh, Pirates of the Jungle Cruise. I want to be by the water. I don't know if I want to keep being circulated through the water. Like I don't want to get stuck in a filter, but you could probably hide me somewhere on the banks of the of the Jungle Cruise uh, or somewhere in Pirates. Th- throw me into one of the treasure rooms, that'd be fine. Not, not it's a small world. No, no. We, we, we wouldn't like to be stuck there for eternity. No, no. I'm, I'm hoping to avoid hell, if that's possible. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. I have, I have heard, actually, that uh, the animatronics in that ride, uh, it's a small world, are actually um, filled with the spirits. The condemned souls. Evil people, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was it and and the such. Nine hundred and ninety-nine um, grinning ghosts. The, okay. the other the other four thousand are in somewhere else. Right? <laughs> I I had a little bit of time to think about it. Um, I've got a few options. I really can't decide between them. So it would either have to be um, me something involving Casey's Corner at Disneyland Paris because I have such an emotional attachment to a shop that sells average hot dogs <laughs> but, I, but I'm there all the time um, I think it's my, it's my first memory of going to Disney Park this Casey's Corner so that's what it was um, so that would be quite a good one but I am really leaning towards having uh, my ashes mixed in to some fireworks during um, a production of uh, Wishes yeah, yeah. Again, because um, of the emotional attachment that I have to that particular show, and just you know, just imagine being shot up above the castle and just kind of rain down on the castle and the uh, the surrounding areas. Really, uh, quite a nice way to go. Uh, yeah, mm. some people think far too much about this, <laughs> but I think yeah. that's, I think that is stunning to actually be yeah, rolled up into a firework, firework and shot. Up. To be fair, I believe it's Do you want to be one of the really classy star-shaped ones, or are you quite happy just to be a normal-sized No, I'm, I'm not fussy. I, I, you know, I just want to be part of the show. That's that's fine. And I think I think Hunter S. Thompson went to a similar route. Not at Disney World, of course. Um, but I just think that's what he did with his ashes in the end. He fired them off into space, mm. which is uh, quite cool. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be quite a nice way to go. Yeah, I mean, it got the whole post got shared around a few times. So uh, what else have we got? Uh, Matt Bateman. The moat surrounding Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland. There you go. Uh, Todd Silver, I want my ashes mixed into the soil at the flower planters all around the hub at Disneyland. <laughs> so, yeah. Great. We'll, we, shall work, we shall keep doing that before every show. And who knows, maybe we'll get enough answers one day to actually pad the whole show out and not have to do the news at the beginning. Never <laughs> That's the idea, maybe. <laughs> who knows? We're lucky. Um, yeah, on that note, uh, if people do want to drop us a line and ideas for suggestions, polite, impolite, we couldn't really care less, how do they yeah. do that? Well, of course, they can visit our website at www.disafterdark.com or they can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. Or they can find us on Twitter at disafterdark, facebook.com forward slash disafterdark, and macechat.com. And Instagram, Diz After Dark, Pinterest, Diz After Dark, YouTube, Diz After Dark Podcast. Because it wouldn't let me just Diz After Dark for some reason. Um, and Bart, and where do we find you? You can find me pretty much at all those same places, but obviously not Diz After Dark. But you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Bart A. Scott, um, because there is a football player over here named Bart Scott who got all the other ones. Uh, you just go to earsofsteel.com is the easiest way and there's links to everything uh, I have facebook.com slash earsofsteel as well um, 
But, uh, yeah, Facebook or the website are probably the best ways. Uh, or say hi on Twitter. And uh, I take on all comers. Fantastic. <laughs> um, good luck with the book. Yeah. And if anyone does uh, get confused and messages us uh, regarding Bart, we'll uh, forward your messages on. Mm-hmm. Great. Don't, don't and, worry. Yeah, and if anyone does message the real Bart Scott of the sports player... He um, won't know what you're talking Yeah. He'll <laughs> <laughs> just look bemused. Um, uh, before, before we go, I need to just send a, a shout-out to somebody, uh, a, a good friend of mine called uh, Eric, who uh, is my American contact for a lot of Disney merchandise that we can't get over here. At the moment, it seems to be a lot of Alice in Wonderland baby clothes, which we can't get in, in the UK. So he kind of gets them shipped to him to then send to us. And uh, we just got delivery of uh, some mint Oreos. Cool mint Oreos are the best thing in the world. Right about now. Uh, <laughs> that that might be the case, but that's the least Disney merchandise he's ever sent us. No, it, it came with a lot of Disney merchandise. Oh, okay. so it wasn't just a box with some Oreos in it. That was just the icing on the cake. Um, so yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate the Oreos. They're all gone. They didn't last very long in this household, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. And, and next week I'll go back to iTunes and look at any more five-star reviews we've got and give you a name check. Well, this is a good plug because if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes, well, to be honest, any amount of stars. I mean, if you only think we're a two-star show, that's fine. We'd like to hear yeah. that. Leave, um, leave but, your name. We'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, you can say this show's crap. That's fine. Leave your name. We'll read it out. We've done it before. We'll they, do it They again. can't say that. I'll have to beep it out. Oh, well, yeah, well. say other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, guys. Nice to see you. And uh, dear listener, we shall speak to you all in two weeks' time. Thanks, Bart. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bart. I appreciate it. I love the pub. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. At my signal, unleash hell. And there we go. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>